Welcome back to another episode of In Health Thoughts with me, Marvelous Monroe, and I hope everyone is staying safe and washing their hands. Today, I am joined by an amazing woman, if I can say so myself, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. So, my name is Irovia Allen. Um, I wear two titles now. Um, my media title is Gem, or Gemini. I like Jim and Jim. Cool. I like Jim too. I like Jim because I feel like Jim is like me dropping Jim on the road. Yes, School in the hub. <laughs> well, first, I want to say thank you so much for taking your time out and being here with me, especially during like the pandemic and all this, like, not getting ready to go back to work and like, everything going on. So, I mean, thank you for Yes, I'm so happy I can put this in my schedule. I was happy. I was like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. It's going to be me. I know. It's always one of those things where it's like it happens and people don't know how long right. you've been, you know, planning to make it happen and then it happens. Right, so that's how like extreme, like extremely, extremely happy that you came because I remember when I first started like the first time and I came on show. We're going to get to our show later on. Yes. But when I came on the show and I was telling you guys about the podcast and so much stuff going on, so now it's like it's actually here. Yeah, it's lit. All right, so um, I asked you to come here because I just wanted everyone to get to know you. Because I feel like I, when your birthday came, I like posted you and I like wrote like a paragraph and then you know, I tell you what, like how much of your inspiration so nice. to me and everything because you really are like you always, anytime I come to you with like creative stuff going on, flowing, I'm like, all right. Jen, you gonna tell me what it is. She gonna tell me, listen, this is what you need to do, what you don't need to do, what you need to sit back on. So I just basically want everyone to get a chance to like know who you are. So I know you're a hairstylist from yes. Dance. That's how we met, obviously. And then you also host the show on DCF Radio. Yes. So how did what? Okay, so let's start with the hair first. How did it? You, how did you get into it? I've always been a hairstylist. Always been a hairstylist. I've always been a hairstylist. Sometimes people. It takes them a long time to figure out their gifts. What I had to do is convince people that this was my gift. And sometimes that gets in the way of your your what you think your path is supposed to be, right? right. And things start unraveling for you, and you realize, nah, I'm still walking the path I'm supposed to walk. But I'm supposed to go through certain things. I'm supposed to be told certain things. I always reference like the 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 matrix. Um, trilogy, mm-hmm. like you know, people have their quarries with it and how it ended and how it began and everything. But my my favorite, most favorite scene is when Neo is told what he's supposed to be told by the Oracle, so that he can do what he needs to do. And sometimes you're told you're not good. Sometimes you're told you're not the one. Sometimes you're told you're not worth it. Sometimes you're devalued, so that you can look at yourself and be like, hold up, nah, actually. I am. And so I have to figure out how I'm going to travel this path that I think that I'm worthy of. And, you know, you, you, you create your growing pains in the process. So I've always been a hairstylist. Um, I've always been that girl in the hood that braided hair. <laughs> On the stairs, outside, always yo, you know, <laughs> my brothers, they had hair most of their oh, life. So, yeah, and, and uh, you know. And, like, you want to get like that's what you're calling it. Like, I'm about to prove that I'm wrong. Right yeah. In high school, I had uh, a clientele. Like, once you, especially because, like, you know, when you're good at what you do and your friends see you're good at what you do, it's always like, 
listen, you need braids, you need this, my girl got you. So how did the whole, um, how did you handle beauty school like, going into? Did you go into beauty school straight after high school? Did you already, like I said, that's beauty school, that's what you wanted to do? Or did you like go to college right? No. So if I had it my way, yes, I would have went to beauty school fresh out of high school. I knew that's what I wanted to do. That's what I'm doing to this day. But I had to wait until I was of age to handle my own affairs. So once I got to that age, I went to beauty school and I handled my own affairs financially. And um, and even leading up to that, I learned so much. I learned so much customer service. I learned so much value in people. I learned so much value in children. I learned so much value in education. I just learned people on my way there. And so that added more value, more value to the, the hairstylist I am. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of people, they do hair. They do great hair. They yeah, have they no customer service. service. They're not business savvy. They have no customer service. They don't care about the foundation of hair. They know the money and the value in, in being in the hair business. And that's what they do. And that's okay. But when your clients start to suffer beauty-wise and esteem-wise, you got to scale back and look at yourself and want to evaluate why you're really in this. Because sometimes... Wash it off with the money. That's it. It's it's empty. And that's why I tell people to especially going into being a hairstylist, like they just pay for the money. And I'm like, when I'm doing hair, or when a lot of my friends are doing hair, we're not looking at it for the money. It's more so like for the feel. First of all, for the craft, being able to then show you how I can break it on the table, how to stay One, but also two, it's like a it's like a self esteem thing. Like we're really their therapists. We're Giving women a chance to be beautiful during times when they probably go through the most frustrating shit in their life. Um, I had a question. Knowing like all your techniques that you like learned, because you say you've been doing hair since you were like you know younger, and going into beauty school, do you feel like you benefited like from beauty school? Do you feel like beauty school, like, not? Let me not say benefit because I feel like obviously you do benefit because you're learning something that you don't know because people don't understand it's like a science behind beauty school actually like as well, but. When I say that, I mean more so like, do you feel like beauty school equipped you enough to where you could be like, okay, I'm coming straight out of beauty school, I'm going straight to school, I know exactly what I'm doing. Or do you feel like you still have to like go out outside of beauty school and still apply more pressure on yourself to learn more? Absolutely. So beauty school allowed me the foundation to be a licensed hairstylist. When I went to beauty school, I had a portfolio. When I went to beauty school, I had a business card. When I went to beauty school, I had a clientele. I realized one day watching court TV, and once, like I said, I could handle my own affairs, I was like, I'm not trying to get sued for some shit I know how to do. Excuse my shit, but that's right. that was the role of it. And I was like, no, no matter how many other jobs that I'm gonna have in this world, I'm gonna always do hair. And that's why I don't fight. That's why a lot of people have not got punched in the face. Because I cannot be out here jeopardizing my hands. This is how I make money. Right. So I can't allow you to push me over it. It's a lot. Those hands could have. They could have caught hands from Jim. They could have caught hands from Roby. They could have got caught hands from my Roby. They could have they caught hands. But I, if I break my thumb, what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? What do? So me being a hairstylist and wanting people to feel good about themselves and just the love of hair all, all the way around, 
and the business of it. I never want, I have an issue with you and your mother comes to sit in my chair and I tell her what my name is and that jeopardizes my money. I've always been a businesswoman. I've always been, and that's seeing people too. Even in media. I've always been a businesswoman. I hold my tongue. You know what I mean? That says, um, um, pray for people that are in professions where they can't say what they want to say. Yes. They're not well. We're never well. We're never well. I pray. I pray. I found my own peace and I've stayed within my own peace. I try to 24 hours of the day. Because if I'm holding on to something, I'm not my best self with you. Because I've held on to my day. Right. I have to let my day go because sometimes people miss their times to smile because they're worried about shit that is going already. You know, so I try to live it. When I give people positive um, affirmations and um, words, to go by, to live by, I try to make sure that I mirror that as best as possible. Because how do you want to believe in what I'm saying to you if I don't follow myself? And it's not easy. It's not easy. It's always hard. It's always hard, but it's so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. Because I sleep, I sleep very well. Ask anybody. I sleep. (laughs) I fall asleep right now in this interview if it gets too quiet. I'm very, I'm, 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 I hardly let anything disturb my face. I feel like a lot of people don't take putting your peace first and get mad at it. So you can't get mad. It's peace, happiness, it's a breath of fresh air, it's just me getting away from this. Now, with, um, so you work in, uh, what salon, what type of salon are you working in now? I'm working in a full service salon. Okay. We are um, Kim Hilton, you mark by Kim Hilton. It's Brooklyn based salon. It's been open for seven years, and just to bring things full circle, Kim Hilton is my friend from high school. So we went to high school together. We went to the same beauty school. She left. She got um, all her credits. Right. I rolled in right after her, ended up with the same lot. So the fact that I have been in the shop with her for two years, consecutive, I mean, you know, every day, right. continually, it throws people off that we're so close when they come in because we don't have that dynamic of stylists and stylists. We, we, we're quick to argue with each other and then be laughing about some shit, you know, and we do that with the clients because she's had clientele for years that know her. And then it's like, who is this girl? Like, how do you have this dynamic with her? And we're just now meeting her. And it's like, I've been, I've been in the shadows but very much actively her friend. Always supported her shop, always posted it, always posted her flyers, but that's my friend. Like, I believe in, I came to her opening, come to all of her events, you know, over the years at the shop and just been 100% a support for her. And our relationship is funny because in here it's like, it's, it's a bad um, connection, but it's still funny. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you've been in a relationship forever and then it's like, you know, I'm so down with you and I'm tired of running these streets. So that's been our joke. Like when I'm tired of like ripping and running and being a traveling hairstylist, I used to take a whole 
a whole salon with me everywhere I went. Every client, every client. Up and down, nine five, Washington, Washington DC, Virginia, Florida, you know, celebrity clientele, you know, just oh you need color and bring the whole shit. You know, but that gets so tiring over time. You get tired of that. And you wanna cons continually be in one place and allow clientele to come to you. I'm not 17, I'm not 21 anymore. I can't, I don't want to, I don't have the desire to. There are people that work nine to fives that just want to come and get their hair done. And that's the clientele that I'm okay with now. I don't want to be, I don't mind being on set. I love set life too, right. I love set life. But if I could have the balance of those two, in the salon and set life, I'll do that. But do I want to be getting on buses and driving five or six hours oh. to a client anymore no not unless they've been with me for years and then i'll go the distance but new clients it's gotta be a big 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 bag you gotta be a check we should, listen we want the bag to i need a big bag. big bag for that you need the money dog i do English, because English, you're paying me you're paying me for what i know you're paying me for how long i've been in this business you're paying me yeah. for as soon as I see the foundation the of your hair. Service. I'm able to tell you exactly where you need to go. And everything that you need to know about your hair, I'm going to tell you. Whether you want to take my advice right then and there, you're going to leave me with something. Some type of product knowledge, some type of what I your hair you. looks like it wants or needs, and a, and, a, and a foundation for you to take with you so that you can be your best hair person. You know, the best you want to be. The people love their hair, but they don't know how to care for their hair. People love plants, but they can't grow them. It's the same thing with your hair. You, it, oh, my hair. I tell my clients that all the time, no matter what walk of life I've ever met them in. But see, you can't, you don't talk to yourself like that. Why would you go into a relationship with your hair like that? You're already frustrated. You're raking it, you're pulling it, you're not putting enough product in it, you're not washing it fully, you're not conditioning it properly. Now, I have an issue with the wigs, you're wearing a wig for two months. What do you think is happening? You're not washing it. It's way different than with a wig right. or with a crochet hairstyle or something like that because you can get to that hand since that hair. But if you got something glued down to the front of your head for too much, you don't want to deal with anything that's under there. And now you got a foundation that you don't even love. You don't even love yourself. You're supposed and to love you yourself. Anything, 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 yeah. You start thinking about all of that stuff. That's how you move bold and get like stressed out. Yes. Because you're sitting here putting so much pressure on your head. Like, man, I'm stressed. Oh, give me a second. I'm going to come and get this together, but you got to let me do what I do. Yep. And not stress me. Absolutely. There has been, like, a shift in hair culture. Like, I feel like a lot of women are trying to be more, like, self-conscious about their hair. So what kind of tips would you give someone who is, like, freshly coming off of, like, a relaxer or, like, someone who did, who just did the big cut now they're getting that little afro back? What would you suggest that they do in order right. to keep their hair? Hydration. Hydration. Keyword. Big money. business is telling you that oil hydrates your hair. Oil is used to seal in hydration. However your hair gets it, whatever, however you desire for your hair to get it. There's million dollar brands. There's ten dollar brands. There's independent brands. Whatever you feel like you love for your hair, I can't judge because everybody has a different head of hair and everybody is a different body type, right? So everybody has a different, you know, makeup. But if you're using a product, please make sure that it has some form of hydration, low alcohol, and do not allow big business to tell you 
to hydrate your hair with oil because if you could hydrate your hair with oil, we would be able to hydrate our bodies with oil. And we're not required to drink eight ounces, eight glasses of oil a day. We are required to drink eight glasses of water a day. Your hair needs hydration. Your hair needs the same amount of hydration in your body. You put rice water on your hair, but you're not drinking no water. What? I'm what understand. is that doing? <laughs> <laughs> that always busts my head. Like when I hear those things, like yeah, I don't drink. Um, I don't drink water. It's like, do you, do you understand that your body is made up of what eighty percent of water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Your skin is eighty percent H two O. So it's like, if you ain't drinking water, girl, that skin and that's meh. I'm good on it. Make it make sense. That's my thing. Make it make sense. Speaking of making things make sense, I was scrolling through the gram. Of course, my favorite one of my favorite pastimes <laughs> and um i a girl had made like a comment or like not really like a comment she kind of like asked the question and i wanted to ask you the question because being in fact that you are a hairstylist you know the time the, the time the energy everything that goes into doing hair the girl said that she didn't understand why um certain salons charge based on the length and she doesn't feel like it's fair so how do you feel about that you should be if you're not charging people based on the quality of work you're going to give them for their hair, then you're sure changing yourself. You're giving them a great deal, but why? Why? What? What? Who does that benefit? Really, it doesn't benefit you. Because number one, if you want their hair to look a certain way, you're using the amount of products that you need to use to make their hair look a certain way. You're putting in the time to make their hair look a certain way. Your body feels that this person has the amount of hair that's going to make you put in more work than, than someone else. So why would you devalue yourself and not get paid or not charge based on that? The average salon that was even giving people a deal now, make sure that they put it as a disclaimer that we charge extra. Anywhere that's not doing that, somebody is taking a loss. And it may be on an employee level, if, depending on the salon makeup. The employee is suffering because this is the base pay and then that's it. Or the client is suffering because now you're going into it, you're already annoyed. You're already annoyed. So you're already cutting into your customer service. You're not giving this person the best customer service possible because you're already annoyed that you got to do more work with this. Why? Why would you need to sit there and put it in? People don't realize too. Yeah, like make the decision. Standing on our feet, guys, doing hair, it may seem like the are not moving, but the fact that all of that blood is rushing to our ankles, now we're going home with fat ass ankles. Now our lower back is hurting that disc. Yo, I know you know I'm talking about the disc in the back because you sit there hurting, you can't crack it. You need to crack it, you can't reach it because it's just that uncomfortable spot. It's a lot of work and the fact that a lot of times you don't get fully paid correctly, especially like coming from like types of that we used to work in, that shit is crazy. But it builds character. It definitely did. I feel like working at work, us working in that environment definitely built so much character. Because number one, it, it quote me, not quote me, like kind of like groomed me to be able to deal with number one crazy ass motherfucker. <laughs> 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 no, bitches was crazy. I don't give a fuck. Some bitches was fucking crazy. 
on all aspects. On all aspects. And I'm saying coming in there with taking an extension that they had in their head for three months and they're going to tell me they don't know why I'm mad at it because they, they don't know. They just don't get it. Like, it was the fucking worst. It was fucking, it was like going into all of those situations having to do with all those crazy ass people and with all those industries and stuff. I'm like, yo, thank God I started here. Because if you work there, you can work in TV. Yep. No, nobody could break your skin, make you feel any type of way working. See, the difference is also is that people feel like that in so many different jobs. So many different fields, right? But when you're in the personal care field, I thought you told there's, there's a, a connection that you're supposed to have with someone that you're allowing to touch your body. Your hair, massage, your nails. There's a different, it should be a different relationship. So if you're coming into it already, this is what you need, this is what you want, and then that's it. I'm not a human being, right? But I have to treat you like one, number one. No, that's not how this works. We're both humans. You're gonna consider me and I'm gonna consider you and we're gonna both be happy at the end of this, right? And then also, I'm not the help. That's the only I'm thing not, I did. Like- I'm not your assistant. I am your hairstylist. Now, in this capacity, you may feel like I'm the help, but I'm not the help. I'm your hairstylist. And I should be held at a certain... And I think that being in quarantine has made people realize the asset that the beauty industry gives to people because we have been taken advantage of for a very long time that, oh, I could just do it myself. That's not true because y'all was looking crazy for three months, six months. It's not true not true i know because the first two weeks we opened back up i came home dead exhausted so that means something you understand don't discredit the beauty industry because this is a billion trillion dollar industry and it's on the backs of people that stand and service you and it's because we love it most of us most of us that's why we do it because to be honest a lot of times I know myself, I would have definitely bought the fucking business. I didn't love my job. And not more so like loving the place I'm working at, but more so loving what I'm doing and who I'm doing it around. If it wasn't for that, I would have definitely like been gone. Because it's just like the amount of people that was in there that motivates you and wants to see you do that and push you. Like, oh, you don't know how to do this? All right, we're going to show you how to do this. Like the energy you feeding off of is like amazing. But that right there, y'all was a fucking slave shit. Okay. <laughs> I had, I had to get it out. I couldn't hold it no more. I couldn't help myself. It was definitely my day slavery. Talking about some, give me a knee pad and a toothbrush. I forget, bitch. I ain't never let that go. So you have your show on DCF Radio. It's called The Reality Check. For anyone who wants to check it out, you can listen to it on the DCF Radio app every Friday from 5 to 7. And um, I just want you to explain to my inhalers what kind of show is the reality check? The name exactly, the reality check. So basically, we just get into um, top personal topics that we may have. You know, um, we started out being like a hybrid of radio and TV. We wanted a, a natural, comfortable environment, whether we are interviewing um, artists or people with the platform directly and um, or with ourselves and so it allows the people to respect the revolving door policy we have at the show which is if you have content and you want to pull up 
No, respectfully. That's the that's new word, right? Respectfully. <laughs> respectfully, pull up. respectfully pull up. Text us, hit us up, DM us, and be like, yo, I'm dropping a project. We've already sat down in these shoes. We officially consider you family to the show, friends to the show. And so use this platform at your discretion and make sure that it's building you and building your character. If you've already supported people from the beginning, then we will continue to. People come in and they um and they and they set up a promo package for themselves and then, you know, years later we're still like, yo, new project out by so and so and so so you know, if you're good and you're putting the back and behind who you believe you are as an artist or a brand, why shouldn't you? I was just saying that too, like how you guys give off like a nice family vibe on the show. And I want to know like how did you and the team actually come together? Because it's not just you on the show, obviously. No. It's you, it's why I had perfect and you have DJ Workman. How did you guys all come together? So very organically. So um Wise Guys Heck, just the short just the, the short of it. Um Wise Guys Heck ended up being on a show a show before that which was the hour show. It became a two-hour show, and then the person that was running that show, he decided he didn't want to do radio anymore. Um, we, myself and Brooklyn Sit, were already invested because we're, we're all high school friends. So we were already invested in it because this is something that our friend wanted to do, and we support him, and then I had a knack for it. I've always been somebody that can articulate myself. Brooklyn Sit has always been somebody that has a great knack for business, you know, and so... It comes together quite nicely and organic, naturally. You know, the reality of who we are is is what you get when we sit down. When you sit down with us, um, the funny thing is, is that boy, boy, we met boy, boy in the field. We were very heavy in the field. We've been doing radio for five years, and we were everywhere. We were everywhere, every whether we were there as a team, as a unit, or we were divided. And you know, we came together and we were representing the team and we were hitting the streets heavy. We had something to prove. We've only been doing radio for five years. We had no backing. We had no one bigging us up. We had nobody to co-sign for us. We came on the scene just organically as, as podcasters within internet radio broadcasting. So we had no formal training of radio. We had a love for our individuality and coming together and talking our shit. You know what I'm saying? And we created that. And when we first started, we actually had another DJ who we also went to high school with DJ Ito. It was super dope. But our schedules weren't working. And so Roy was already kind of a friend outside in the field. Right. They kept running into him at events. We had a place that we really liked. Um, one of our homegirls, Heather. And, you know, she he was DJing at a lot of her events, and so we already had a rapport of relationship. Where it was on another radio show, radio station first, and then show, but we still had a relationship with Roy. Right. And so when the opportunity came for Roy to fill in, we was like, "Yo, it's go time," you know. And I think that it's a good story for people to hear because if you really want it, you need to just be able to ride the wave and stay consistent. You know, because we've had a street team before. Um, we've had other people that were a part of the team. Shout out to all of them. It, uh, I, we have, I love our flyer. You know, we have a graphic designer and a friend, you know, that still is in um, relation with us. You know what I mean? And she was on the show that me and, and Heck were on in the beginning. And then she migrated onto the RC 
as well. You know, stuff to go graphic designer, um, artist, you know, or just all yeah. around, you know, um, great woman. And um, you just have to stay the course. If this is what you want to do, no matter what it is, stay the course. Stay the course. We have photographers, videographers, they come and go, you know, but we have been consistent, consistently branding ourselves, consistently keeping up with the quality of show and the quality of work that we want to be able to give artists as a platform. And we stay consistent with that. We have artists that we really, really, you know, we really vibe with and they really vibe with us. You know, we see our flyer go up every week. You know what I mean? And so it does something because sometimes we don't, we're not getting paid for this. So it's a love of, of being in the industry that drives us the same way it drives you. So sometimes it should come, it should be a revolving door. You know what I mean? If you like your your regular broadcast um, shows that are on um, whatever, radio, radio, TV. then you should love the people that are going to help you get to where you go. And we've had so many people sit down in the chair with us. We've had the pleasure of um, of having pressure and seeing him grow as an entertainer. I could, I could run into him right now and he would not not embrace me you know what i'm saying designer and these were this these were artists that were really hitting the pavement hard when we were hitting the pavement hard and so you keep running into them and you you have a mutual respect for people that are grinding i need to see you i need to see you it's so funny i was sitting down um with someone at an event and he said i'm not gonna you know whatever but we have a, a good radio relationship i'm blessed to have a good radio relationship with him respects me as a as a great okay. personality, right? And um and just all around person. And he said, you know, I gotta see you on the track. He was talking to a, a me amongst other people and then I ran into him again in life and working and he reiterated it again. And like I just need to see you going. Like are we are we on the track together? And if we on the track together, I'm gonna see you. It's so crazy mm -hmm. that you like said that like being on the track Fun, you know, fun fact or whatever. Obviously, you know, me and Boy Boy had our own relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that you know, I started my podcast with. Honestly, kept saying to me, it's like, you know, I'm going to support your podcast, I'm going to support you, but I need to make sure and see that you are really doing it, you're really pushing it. And it's like with him and my uncle, they're always like always on top of me and always making sure, you know, make sure I got to keep seeing it. If I'm not seeing it, then, you know, you got to be more constant, consistent with it, you got to be more on it. It's like, if I keep hearing it and you say that, it's like so fucking true. Mm -hmm. It's one thing I like to expect to make sure that you are on your shit. And I'm on the track no matter what it is. I run into people. I run into people in the hair field. I know a lot of people. I run into people in the hair field, in the beauty field, that have no idea I'm Jim in the media field because I wear my name differently. You know, sometimes I intertwine Jim and Nairobi in certain settings, but sometimes people have only known me as Jim. And then they're just like, oh, what? You're... First of all, that's how, friends, that's how I felt when I said when I first, like, obviously, because, you know, I, we obviously worked together. We obviously became friends and real friendship. But you always post certain things. You would never really post, like, you know, the... Show and stuff like that when I had, I think I only had like on Facebook or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that was more so like, okay, this is all my hair stuff. 
So then when I see the show with Roy and I see you, I'm like, hold on. What the fuck is this? I'm like, no. This is like a completely different person. It's like you wear it so well, though. Like you literally wear it so well. Because it's like, even though they're not, they're, they are different people, but they're the same person. They're the same person. They're literally the same person. They're but you can tell consistently. If you, if I've met students that I've taught in the field, out at events and stuff, and they'd be like, Miss Allen, and I turn around, I'm like, hey, whatever, because I'm good with first and last name. What was happening? Like, if I know your first name, not some last name, I know your last name. And I'll be like, what are you doing? Like, Miss Allen, I'm going to you Like, then what are you doing? And I'm the same person consistently. I don't wear, Jim is not a, a made up fictional. Character, facade, radio personality. That's just the name that I decided to take on for radio. It fit. And I, and I was blessed with it, too. One of my, my friends, it, it is, you know, we're in the season of National Radio Day. It's like right here. And so, um, Choice, um, she was blessed to allow me to sit down in her show and help her with her show. And when she couldn't be on her show, she trusted me with her show at certain times, you know. And um, she co-signed that name. She solidified. I was Jim, and she was like, she That's solidified. It. Any anybody that she met, and I was juggling with both. And anybody that she met or introduced me to, she introduced me. She was like, "That's Jim," and I was going by Gemini at that time, like just straight. I'm on Gemini, and she was like, "No, that's Jim," because I don't know all that name she got after that on her Instagram. I'm, that's Jim. She's just Jim, like that's what she do. And I was like, it's just Jim. Like, I'm like, it was perfect though. Yeah. I told you we always drop a gem. But now listening to the show, what can we expect from hearing you from you? Like, every time you do the show, what can we expect? Like Jim is definitely gonna give you the The truth. The no truth. matter what it is. No matter what it is. My raw opinion. My raw opinion on something. And if I don't have my raw opinion, that's because I haven't been able to articulate it properly yet and I'm very mindful of that because you have to be very, very mindful in what you say out your mouth and the, and, the, and the tracks that you leave behind if you're taking it seriously if it's just a hobby for you and you just you know whatever you know you can put it you can put on a face and be a character but if I want to sit in rooms with people that I respect and love forever even as a child I've I, I ran to like step lover you know I want to be respected you know, right. so if I'm gonna take it as a hobby, this this is their piece, this is their craft. So I have it. yes, so I, I'm very mindful of what I am very mindful of what I say, period. But I'm very mindful of what I say on the radio. And it's not that I don't have an opinion, it's just I don't know I don't know how to say it yet. I don't know how to say it. And sometimes it's okay for you to wait and get all the facts. I like to get all the facts too. Sometimes I, like I don't to say get anything the because I'm, I'm a big fan yeah. Just because I like, I never want to put somebody in the book. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. So I'm going to come with all the facts. Numbers, the pie. I'm a big number. If I'm pulling up numbers, I'm pulling up before, after. Then I want to know this side of the story, that side of the story. I want to know everything. And that's the first, that's the first rule of journalism. And if I'm going, and if I'm going to be respected as a journalist within my media, I have to fact check first. So when shit 
hence the news. I can't just be like, oh, this is what happened. And and collectively, we all do it on the radio show. You know, we'll have a topic and we'll be like, we won't sit on this for a week because it's it's breaking news right now. We won't come back next Friday and discuss it. Yeah, and then you we'll start have speaking up like the first story. You don't really get the yeah. whole taste of everything. Yeah, and that's one thing yeah. that we. I'll be like, all right, I want to put my two cents in, but just you know, just a little yeah, bit and that's okay. It's not. I don't. Why am I being first? To be first to be to 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 make somebody feel bad about themselves. You know, no matter what the topic is, you yeah. know, to just be mindful of people. Yeah. So to me, I feel like you are just right now like the platform for like up and coming artists and new artists in your city. And like, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I know that's how I feel. So when it comes to like new artists, what kind of tips do you give them going into the industry? Because I know, like you said, you've been with, like, you've become, obviously, into the fresher, like, minor, like, being around all these artists and seeing them go from, like, what they were before we were interviewed them to now, what kind of tips would you give a new Are you honest? Is this your craft? Or is this a hobby? When you wake up in the morning, is, is it the first thing that you think about? Is it the first thing? The first thing I think about is hearing First thing I think about is here, all right. The next thing I think about is the reality check. Those are the first, I don't have any children yet. I'm not in a relationship. So when I wake up, first thing I do is thank God, oh, I'm up. It's lit. I'm alive. Okay, let's go. All right, then boom. These are the two things that make up my my daily, like, you know, and what am I going to do for those things? So check your emails first. You know, um, so that's what I would. I would suggest that to an artist. Like, are you building the artist? You are a human being, but are you building the artist that you want people to respect? So what do you do when you first wake up in the morning to build your artistry? What foundation do you have? What are you set up? Are you promoting yourself? You know, are you thinking five years ahead? What's your goal for being an artist? What's your goal in being an artist? Because you can't sit down and have an interview if you don't know those things. You can't answer any questions after that. That's like how me, like I mean, always have these conversations about the scene. Like it's hard, obviously, you're starting a new podcast and you want to like bring people on, but there's some people that want to get on, so you guys don't have anything to bring. It's like it's not sounding ignorant. It's just I don't want you to look back on this and be like, damn, this girl really sat here and asked me this question, and I just kept saying, oh, and that sounds crazy. You're doing and now, a it's like, like you're doing them a service. We're doing each other a service. So it's like if we're doing each other a service, I need you to meet me halfway. Because I'm gonna meet you halfway with all my material, make sure my questions are right, make sure I have things that people can learn more about you. And you as an artist need to come and be able and willing to even talk and pull out. Because a lot of times people don't realize being an artist, you ever fall in love with your music, but people fall in love with the person that you are. So you have to sell yourself. And if you can't sell yourself, then you need to get yourself a team and get somebody who can help you learn how to sell yourself. That's my opinion. And be honest with yourself too, though. Because sometimes it's okay for you to just reach out to people and say, hey, I really just want to push my music right now. I just really want to be able to have some radio play and allow people to, if they have a platform that allows you to do that, then yes, if you want to let your music speak for itself for, for right now, then that's fine. You know, but you need to be building up the courage and and the confidence to be able to talk about yourself. You are the artist. So sitting down for an interview platform is where 
is when you shine. You should be shining. I'm the interviewer. I mean, I'm the interviewer. You're the interviewee. This is this is my platform. Is your platform? Go off. Go off. And so sometimes I don't. We don't. We we do things like we'll do like the um, tip is really good at. It. She does like this fast pace um, questioning. Mm-hmm. This is a who you are. What do you do? What do you like? Um, what kind of foods? Um, what's your musical inspiration? Like that's about you. That's who you are. Those are the things that make up who you are. And sometimes you're able to mesh who you think you are as an artist, and then it makes for a great interview. And it's fun. And it's warm, and it makes you feel good, and it like breaks the ice. Yes. But if that doesn't break the ice for you, then this interview is over. Respectfully. Respectfully. Come, let's take some pictures. Say that you've been here. Do some promo. Let the DJ Leroy play your song. Bring it back. If it's great, you had a terrible interview. You got a dope song. Let the song speak for itself for right now. And, and, and develop yourself as an artist. And if you got a budget, then think about, you know, a team and all of that, and, you know, and making sure that you got all of your, you know, you, it gets deep, lawyers, it gets deep, you right. know what I mean? <laughs> but from in the beginning, when you wake up, are you an artist? When you wake up, are you an artist? It's like, if you don't know what you want to do, and you have to fill it in your bones. So what's next for Jim? Obviously, so we have care, we have reality check. What's next? I have no idea what the universe is doing in my life. I have no idea. I've been I've been blessed to be a part of uh, some radio, and pub- I mean some magazine and publication. Um, so I worked on a talk magazine. So so White is the owner of that magazine, and um, I got to do some. Dope on set interviews. Um, Big Out TV is the, the photographer, videographer for that. The whole team, the rollout of the magazine. You know, it was it was so much fun to be a part of. Um, and I met so many great and I I ran we ran into people that I met on an artist level or the artist developmental level and was able to sit down with them and find out who they are and be able to interview them. You know, so it, it, it's so dope to see things come full circle. And so are you looking circle. forward to doing more projects like that? Yes. Yes. I'd love to be a part of a, of a magazine, a publication. Like, stamps. Stamps. <laughs> see it. This is my responsibility. This is my column. This is my, you know, I'm responsible for this area. And whether it's on a media level or whether it's on a on a beauty level, I'm open to either one. But I, I would love that and I want it to feel good. I want it to be organic, you know, and I want to work really hard for something that I'm very proud of and and it shows. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jim is coming back next week, obviously, and we're going to drop some gems. Oh, we're going to have some fun? We're going to have some real fun. Can I, I can I be ice cut mommy for that? Because you know I was very professional this time. You could be ice cut. First of all, let me say this to you. I love ice cut mommy anywhere, anytime. Okay, <laughs> you already know we are operation living. All right. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> whoever don't know, now you know. Now you know. Yes. Now on to next week, guys. Look, listen, look forward to the next episode back with Jim. See, I'm getting too excited. But I'm so I'm proud of so you. And I'm getting to see throughout the interview. But I hope you felt that I'm very proud of you. 
and I'm I'm honored to sit down. Right, it's been a long time coming, yes. and it's finally here. I'm so proud of her. Thank you. Yes, I'm happy yes. that we can finally actually, like, like you said, sit down and be like, look, all this chatting, let's talk because y'all. Let me tell you something. Every event I see Jim at, I was running down. <laughs> Every event, okay. We at pop up shops. Yep. We at fucking day parties. We at rooftop events, and we of course be chilling, no business. Hey Jim, what's up? Yeah, and so. Why I got you here? Let me just tell you. Because when you love what you do, it's not business. No. It's not business. People go on vacation, and I've never been on a vacation and not been in the time of business. Because I love business. I'm telling you I'm a hairstylist. I'm telling you I have a media platform. A media platform for me and my friends. I'm telling you these things because I love these things. And so the business, I I love it. It's a part of my life. And that's one thing I always like admired every time I seen you is the fact that you never was like, girl, I'm like trying to chill. It was always like, everybody said, yeah, so what's going on? Like, let's get it popular. Like, and I'm like, yeah, this is the energy that I need. So I'm happy that we finally got a chance. I can't wait for next week. You're going to be ice cold, mom. I know. I'm excited too. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next episode, we are out of here. Peace.